Today's daf is daf Samachay, page 65 in the Hilgim Sechis Kedushin. Pick up on the bottom of Samach Dalit on the base with Amar Abaye. Okay, three lines from the bottom of 64b. Last two words on the line, Amar Abaye. And we ended off yesterday's daf with a fascinating uh, case where there's a father making trouble, as usual. How's he making trouble? So the father says, I married off my older, my old daughter. My Gedayla daughter to this guy. He doesn't specify which daughter. So the question was, he has two groups of daughters. Is it the oldest of the oldest group? Is it the old, both older ones? Is it a, So we had a machlekas, whether it's the oldest of the oldest, or it's everybody besides for the youngest of the youngest. And then the same machlekas was in the other direction. If the father says, I'm marrying off my younger daughter, my Kitana, does he mean only the youngest of the younger group? Or does he mean everybody who has an older sister? Which would only be to the exclusion of the oldest group. Okay. So with that in mind, that's the Machlaikas Rameir and Abyasi. Let's get into this. Omar Abai. Abai says, Machlaikas, the dispute in our Mishnah between Rameir and Abyasi, Bishtekite Banais is when this man had two uh, two groups from two women. Two groups from two women. Avobakat Achas. Let's say he only has children, daughters from one woman. So there's only one group. There's only one group here. And he says, I'm marrying off my old, my Gedayla daughter, my older daughter. It means, it means only the oldest of the older group, because all the middle kids are called middle children. So you have 20 kids in the family. And there's only one family. When the father says Gedayla, he only means the oldest, the eldest. When he says katana, he means the youngest. And the other ones he's going to refer to as his middle child. The middle children. But if that's true, again, that there would be no machlekes when there's only one group of girls. We now turn to the top of today's daf. So, even by two groups, we should always say the middle daughters should be allowed to be married. Because the same way by one group, we're going to say, let's say you have 20 kids. So the middle 18 are going to be called middle kids. Why wouldn't the same thing hold true when you have two groups, three kids per family, the middle child called the middle child. Why are we assuming that there's a chance one of the, you know, the, the middle child of the second woman is called Gedayla because she has a younger sister. It's not true. You just told me middle children are called Metzias. They're called middle. Alright, we're not dealing with three children per family, we're dealing with two children per family, there's only the eldest and the youngest, and therefore, um, uh, but Enechanami, Taka would be true, if there's more kids, they wouldn't be married. It's logical to say this, because if we're dealing with more than two kids, we should have mentioned it. Okay, for the fact we're not mentioning any middle daughters, means we're actually dealing with two children families. Says the Gemara, one second, pause. According to your logic, Let's say, here we go. This guy's got two, has children from two women. Each woman gave him three daughters. So each group of daughters has an eldest, a middle, and a youngest. So now, the middle one of the older group We'll call her daughter number two. Devadai Sveka. She is a Vadai Sufik. She certainly 
in a doubtful situation. Why? Because she has older sisters and younger sisters. So what? So we don't know what to call her. If we're not going to call her middle, middle, she re- then she could be called older because she has a younger sister. She could be called younger because she has older sisters. Okay? If you're not going to call her what she is. So then she's a suffix over here. Va'asirule, and she should be also to marry anybody until we figure this out. Mikatanile, but the Mishnah doesn't uh, learn, doesn't talk marry, about her at all. To marry anybody until when? Until we clarify if she's the if she's married. The father says, yeah, no, I, I yeah so un, un, until we clarify if she's the what, if she's the married girl. She was, des, she was designated right? as the one. As the one. Until we figure that out, she can never marry another man. Because she might be a married woman. Well, but the evidence will be if, what, if the older one or the younger one got married. Uh, nachon, to this guy. To this guy. Okay, so we'll, you need to wait for that clarification. But she's dependent. Next, next week you're going to know. Okay, possibly. Un- unless you have a father who either went Meshuggah or he's a Russia, a Mushkis, or make up a scenario where this father simply does not know who he married to this man. Whatever the circumstances are. Then we got a big problem for, for all of them. Right? So the question is, she's a Badai Suffolk. She's certainly in, this, in, a, in a place of, of Suffolk. Now, since she's certainly in a place of Suffolk, she should not be allowed to marry anybody. And that is such a crucial point. Why would the Mishnah talk about that? If there would be middle girls. So, obviously, we're not dealing with a middle daughter. No, Hassam. In that in that case, Tana Ketana Didal Isura. We say there's a younger sister teaching me this girl is going to be Asr And the same thing would hold. Doesn't mean the youngest. Doesn't mean the the youngest in the family. It could mean the two younger siblings. Hence, the Mishnah really is talking about a middle girl. But in the second group of daughters, if there would be three kids. If there would be a, mitzi, uh, a mitziyasa, if there would be a middle daughter in that group, the Mishnah should have spoken about her. And since it doesn't, we assume that even if this girl is around, she would have been permitted to marry somebody else. Okay, so let's just pause here for a minute. Let's pause here for a minute and chop what's happening. There's, a, it's, there's just a few layers that need to be unpacked. And the layers that needs to be unpacked, we'll just strip this down. How many girls per family? Three. How many girls? Three or two? Or two. Misha doesn't say. Misha doesn't say. Well, we said, uh, the father mentioned older and younger. We said older and younger. Yeah. So older and younger means there's two kids. Two. It could be two. It's not clear that there's three. It's not so clear. So Mara wants to bring a proof from there that it's, we're dealing with two. Now what's the proof? So here, here's, here, the, the proof's an assumption. The assumption is that if we would be dealing with a third child, a middle child, and that child would be usher to marry another man, the Mishnah needs to say that. If you're going to tell me there's a woman that's forbidden to marry any man, and that's the middle child, the Mishnah has to talk about a middle kid. But the Mishnah only said, like Yale said, Mishnah only said, older and younger. Said Gedayla and Gatana. It doesn't tell us if there's three kids or two kids. But if the middle kid would be usher, says the Gemara, the Havamina, here's what the, if the middle kid would be usher, 
middle kid is Then the Mishnah would have said that. From the fact the Mishnah doesn't mention the middle kid is a proof because that either... Point to the mouth. Right, so, that, so what's it a proof of? Tell me, she can't marry. So this is a proof to what? So one of two things. Here's the next layer. It's either a proof that the middle kid would not be forbidden, or it's a proof that we're not dealing with the middle kid. There was no middle kid in the first place. And that's why we're not talking about her. Okay? So the Gemara says that um, by the older girl, by by the older group, the middle girl of the oldest group would have been forbidden. And therefore... The Mishnah should have said that for the older group. But by the second group, not necessarily so. There's not necessarily, because the middle girl of the second group is not for sure going to be usher. And therefore, we don't need to mention her. We don't want to mention people that we have to tell them you can't marry. If, if you don't have to talk, it's, it's kind of like, <laughs> best way to do it is, unfortunately, yeah, I mean, Baruch Hashem, my father was a, a good Rebbe in Chinuch, but I tell you, a, a, a uh, an old story that happened to my family. My oldest brother, Shmuley, saw my father walking down the street. Uh, my, saw my father walking down the street with his arm around a 12th grader's uh, shoulder. Yeah, one of the 12th grade buckers. My father's walking down with his arm around his shoulder. He was in trouble. So Shmuley <laughs> says to my mother, he says, Ma, I want Tati to walk down the street with his arm around my shoulder. <laughs> and my mother says, Shmoli, when Tati walks down the street with his arm around his shoulder, that means you're in big trouble. <laughs> you're in big trouble, right? So when do you get attention, unfortunately? Baruch Hashem, my father wasn't like this, but, right? but the idea. When do you talk to the principal? When there's a problem? Says the, says the Gemara, when's the mission going to mention somebody? When there's a problem. If you're allowed to marry somebody else, we don't need to mention you. You're not part of our mission. Okay, that's the avoid. That's what we're that's what we're uh, mentioning over here, and this is a raya. This is a proof. Ready for this? That the middle child of the second group is mutter. Otherwise, if she would have been usher, we would have mentioned her. Okay, Viter. Here we go. Amalei Ravuna Breder Vishulah Rav Ravuna Zuner Vishulah Says Rava Ha Pesach. But what about a carbon Pesach? Okay. Now no, I'm sorry, not a carbon Pesach. When it comes to um, a neder that is in in place on Tol Pesach. It's similar to a case of a um, of a, a one group of daughters. Okay. Now, what we learned is just uh, on uh, yesterday. So, what was the case? Let's look it up. To... Yeah, Mamish, right before we got up to the, the end of Daf uh, we gave a case where somebody made a a nether that they're not going to eat, let's say, meat until Pesach. The question is, is it beginning of Pesach? Is it the end of Pesach? What, what's included? So over there, um, we said that, what about the Cholomai days? There's, the Machlechus says, is it also until Pesach starts or until Pesach ends? What about the middle days? Okay, so we said, certainly not the middle days. That's not a conversation. Why? Because he said, until Pesach. And the question is, does it until Pesach starts? Or is it uh, uh, until Pesach ends? So this should be similar to a case where you take marriage of 
for one of the siblings in the family, an older daughter, a younger daughter, and now there's a middle kid that we don't know whether to uh, to reckon with over here. Upliki, and there's still uh, we still see that there's a machlekas. Answers the Gemara Amarle. Hasam lisha da'ama kamifli over there. We just that, that's just getting into how people talk. Lisha ba'alma marsavar ad penei pesach means ad kamei pesach till the face of pesach means till pesach starts. Marsavar ad dimei penei pesach. The other one says, no, it's not referring to, uh, it's not referring to uh, when Pesach starts. It's when you mamish meat, so to speak, into the face of, uh, of Pesach itself. Okay, here we go. Next mission. Bottom line is, we don't, uh, the, the bottom line is, there's no question on a bite. Either until Pesach starting, yeah. until you get introduced to Pesach, or it means that um, until Pesach has, is gone. You no, you no longer see them. Okay, ademifne pischa until it's gone. It's uh, it's gone from in front of you. That means either day number one or the last day. That depends on the lushen of uh, of people. Over here, it's not about the lushen of people. It's about clarification over who's included in the word gedila and who's included in the word katana. Okay. Period. End of that. Uh, end of that uh, sugya. All right, here we go. Next case of the Mishnah, and we can. These are very, uh, very straightforward cases. Here we go. A man walks over and he says, "You're my wife," and she says, "Excuse me, who are you?" I married you. The uh, Amaris, no, you didn't. Like Gidashtani. Guess what? Guess what? Who usher bekrevesel? He can never marry her relatives because he, he claims he can. He can never marry her relative. He can never marry her, her sister. Relative. Yeah, because he says he's married. He's, even though she said no, he's still tied as he's married. To yeah, because he's he's ushering it on himself. He, he's ushering it on himself. He's claiming to be married, so you can never marry if, if his mo- if her mother gets divorced. You can't marry because you say you're married to the, to the daughter. So where are you to marry the mother? Oh, I be, oh, it doesn't say I am marrying you. It says I, I am, am married. married. I am your husband. Yeah. All right. All right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm your husband. And she says, okay. what are you talking about, man? Okay. 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 Like it, um, so he's forbidden to her relatives. She can marry his relatives. No problem. All right? No problem. He ain't married. What if she says... Kidashtani, I married you. Who I married like Kidashtich? Nah, who mutter bekrevisel? He asura bekrevav. Okay, again, very straightforward. Where somebody's asking it upon themselves, they're creating a prohibition. Isn't the hate the other person disagreeing with you? Get out of here. We don't need to listen to you. Kidashtich. Um, if he says I married you, vhi I maris, and she says. I'm sorry, you're making a mistake. You didn't marry me. My daughter looks like me. You married my daughter. You're my son-in-law. You're not my husband. Like Hidashta Alabiti. Who usher Bikrayvais Kadaila? So he is usher to all the relatives of the mother. Ugidaila Mutaras Bikrayvav. And the mother could still marry his relatives because she's saying I'm not married to you. Who mutter bikrayvais katana? He's allowed to marry the relatives of the daughter, right? Because he's not claiming to be married to the daughter. Ukatana, he's not claiming to be married. He only claims to be married to the mother. Ukatana muteris bekrevav, and the daughter is allowed to marry his relatives. Now listen to this, it's interesting. 
He says, I'm married to the mother. She says, you're married to the daughter. What's the daughter saying? Nothing. So she's fine. She's, she's still permitted to marry whoever she wants. Kidashta es bitech. What if you walk over to a woman, you say, you're my mother-in-law. I married your daughter. And she says, I'm sorry, I'm not your mother-in-law. I'm actually your wife. No, you married me. Who He's claiming to marry to the daughter, so he's forbidden to the relatives of the daughter. She is mutter to everybody because she's keeping her mouth shut. She's not saying I'm married to you. He mutter He can marry the relatives of the mother because again he's not claiming to be married to the mother. He's only claiming to be married to the daughter. Ugedayla asura bekrayvav. Get ready for this. The gedayla is asur to her to his relatives. Why? Because she said, "I'm your wife." So what's the tiddish? Okay, good. What's the adachidish of of each one? That's the gemara is going to have to uh, go through and will go through. Bezos Hashem for us. But follow the, the reason why Rabbi Ravinsky is asking a strong question is because if you just follow the theme, it's one consistent underlying idea of if you claim to be forbidden to people, we'll follow you, even though that halacha is not going to be consistent from their viewpoint, from the other end of, uh, of the game. Okay, here we go. Zok de Gemara. He says to a woman, I married you. Okay, and she says, no. Says the Gemara Utsricha, let's go through each of these cases. If he would have only said where he, the case where he says, I'm married to you, I would say, because to the man, it doesn't hurt him to be married to him. It, it doesn't hurt him if he's married, because a man can marry multiple women. So he's not setting himself up for anything. Okay, so, and besides for that, Who's going to be ushered to him now? If he says, I'm married to you. He says to walk to her, I'm married to you. Only her family. Yeah. He can still marry 99.9% of Klal Yisrael. Mm-hmm. He just can't marry her mother and sister and grandmother and daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's a big deal. Umikri Amar. And therefore, he's being Mikri Amar. Mikri Amar means he's... Uh, the, the, the right word here is not kibitzing. But because it's not kibbutzing, it's not a joke. But it's um, he—he's just encountering her. That's mikri. Like he's encountering this. He's not—he—he he doesn't care so much about about uh, what's the truth. Avalihi. But what about the second case where she says, "I'm married to you." You do you know what an investment that is. She's saying, "I can never marry another man in Klal So that should be given credibility against his na'ah. Says the Gemara, Ema, I would say, if she's not telling the truth, they have a zamra. she wouldn't claim that. <clears throat> and therefore, we should trust her so much that he should become usher to the relatives. At least that. Because notice, when she says, I married you, and he says na'ah, what does he care if she claims that? Let's say she is married to him. So what? He can marry another woman, biblically. Who cares? Who's the only woman he can't marry? Her mother, her sister, her daughter, her grandma. Big deal. Why don't we just say she has enough enough money here? Why? So the Gemara says that's a Kiddush though because she's making such a strong investment 
into this claim that she's ushering herself and everybody. Maybe give her enough truth to the statement that at least tell him you can't marry her family. At least we should do that. You're right, Kamash Malon, that no. It comes along and says that even in such a case, like Yale's pointing out, no, he could mamish ignore this. No matter how much credibility her words have, him saying, I am not married to you, is, he, he could ignore it. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's good svar. Yeah. So says the Gemara, that's the, that's the Erechidish of when he claims or when she claims. Kidashtich. What if he says, I married you, and she says, no, you marry my daughter. Says the Gemara, Hasu Lomli. Why are we adding in these cases? It's Shechsal I would have thought to say, We know biblically the Torah gives trustworthiness to a father. So, to tell us that he married off a daughter, right? So I'll say, The same way a father has rights to marry off his daughter, maybe a mother should be trusted to say her daughter is married off. She's also a parent. She's a parent. And when she says to him, you didn't marry me, you marry my daughter, those words should her, should forbid her daughter to marry another man. No. That even even rabbinically, a mother has no role in her daughter's marriage. See, here's what's interesting. If, you, if a father says, I married, my daughter's married to you, we have a big problem because the Torah gives namonis to a father. The mother, I would think, usually the way the Rabbanan do is they'll, they'll go one degree away and protect it. I would think the Rabbanan will say, well, even if a mother claims that, you need to be concerned. Kamash no. There's no concern at all about the mother. What if the man says, I married your daughter? And she says, no, you're married to me. What's this added novel idea? There's no added chiddush, but once we mention the other case, we're just explaining the, the flipski. At my chasna. just want to explain, you know, say how it's, it's, not, it's not this situation, not even close to it, but it touches on it. At my chasna, so after the chuppah, you break the glass, and everybody dances away, and the family comes up, and everybody's kissing, right, and mazel tov, whatever. So a few weeks after my wedding, one of my father's talmidim came over to him with a with a with a sincere uh, with a sincere uh, question. His sincere question was: Is that in general the Shulchan Aruch says that chiba barabim to show love between husband and wife publicly? Is, is usher. You're not supposed to do Things that are precious are meant to be kept. Things that are, are holy, it's, it's, it's hectic, a relationship. You, you keep it private. You're not supposed to be done pro. So he asked my father with all sincerity um, if it was proper for my father to give my mother a kiss under the chuppah. He wanted to learn. He wants to know. You know Mama, she wasn't... A, my father had no clue what he was talking about. Turns out... Your my father, father had no clue what he was talking about. He didn't know. No, he had no clue. Oh, he had no clue. No, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Who the guy was. No, what the, the, oh, what he, the, he what didn't he know what this Tom was referring to. Oh. Turns out, turns out, my sister looks like my mother. <laughs> yeah? My sister Shalva, Mambish, is like spitting image of my mother's Levracha. And after the chuppah, his daughter came up and wished him a mother. He gave his daughter a big hug and a kiss. What's that? So this guy is sitting out there thinking, well, oh, the tell, you know, Rabbi Tell is giving his wife a big hug and kiss under the chuppah. But I learned that, that what is it? He's kissing his daughter. Leave him, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's a tender, so uh, you never know. Yeah, exactly. Okay, in a chanami. 
Okay, so when I'm learning this Gemara, it's good that he asked. It's a good he asked. He was able to clarify. <laughs> able to clarify. But uh, the, the guy says, "I marry your daughter." She's like, "No, I'm sorry, you're married to me." <laughs> you know? Or vice versa. It wasn't. It wasn't me. You know that the Gemara has real reality. There you go. Well, we always know that, but yeah, <laughs> this is as close as I've gotten so far. All right, <laughs> says the Gemara. Itmar, we learned. Rav Omar. Rav says, "Kaifin Ushmul Omar Mevakshin." Okay. Rav says we force a get. Shmuel says we ask for a get. Anybody have any clue what we're talking about? No, because our Mishnah gave four cases, and we don't know what's going on. And now we have Machlekes Rav and Shmuel. Let's clarify. Ahai, what are we going on? Elema Arishiv. We're going on the very first case. A man walks over to a woman. He says, "You're married to me," and she says, "Nah." And Rav says, "We force a divorce." Shmuel says, "We ask." What does that mean? You're not asking for anything. What did we say? You're not married. She doesn't need to get. He says, you marry me. She says, nope. She's mother to its relatives. She doesn't need to get. She can go on living with her own life. So that's not where Rav and Shavuot are talking about. Rather, we'll go on the next case. What was the next case? The woman claims she's married. And the man says, nah. And that's where we'll say, one opinion is he should give her a get to allow her to remarry. And one says we request. No, Bishlamah I get why we can request, we can ask and see, listen, dude, listen, she claims she's married to you. There's a problem. Even though you're, you're saying she's not, because she claims she's married to you, she can't marry anybody. Do her a favor. Just give her a get. Just give her a get. I know you're not married to her. Just give her a get. This way, even according to her claim, she now has a get, and she can marry anybody else. Mivakshim will be a nice guy. Like, what, you know, what does it hurt you? I get that. L'chai. Ella Kaifin, but according to the, but Rav says we force him to give her a get. This guy's going to be like, force a get? I don't know who this lady is. She says she's married to me. I, who, what, where, when, how? You're going to force me to show up to get this, this random lady a get because she claims she's married to me? That doesn't make any sense. Omar Bekriva. Once I start giving her a get and running into issues with her family, and now people are like, oh, you divorced her, you can't marry her mother. I don't even know what. I got nothing to do with this lady. It doesn't make any sense to force me to give her a get when I'm claiming I have nothing to do with her. Ella, rather, Rather, it's got to be that Rav and Shmuel are going, the Hadadi, they're going with each other. Now, what does it mean they're going with each other? It means they're not arguing, they're actually. Talking together, meaning, Amar Shmuel. Shmuel says, She says she's married. He says we're not. We'll ask. Amar Rav and Rav says you should know. get If he gives the get, so then The problem here is that he says Rav. I want to tell you something. If he goes and gives a get without even asking. Then we're going to force Aksuba from him. Why? Rav has a chiddush over here. Rav says, if a woman walks over to a guy, she says, listen, we're married. He says, no, we're not. But I'll tell you what. I'll give you a get. Just in case. According to your claim that we're married, I'll give you a get. Says Rav, if he offers that before we ask for a get, he's got to pay a full-fledged Ksuba. You know Why? 
Because otherwise, any husband could do this. Mm-hmm. Any husband could do this. You have a, you have a couple that lives out in, in Yehupitzville. They live away from, from any community. Okay? That's it. A couple of Woman wants to get. So she's going to now go show up in Lakewood. She's going to say, my husband has to give me a get. He's going to say, we're not married. Why is he going to say we're not married? He doesn't want to pay her a ksuba. Maybe that's why he's saying I'm not married. He doesn't want, he doesn't want, to, pay, he doesn't want to pay her. But then he says, oh, but you know, I'll, I'll give you a get. I'll be a nice guy. I'll give you a get. Says, says Rav, give her a get and give her a full ksuba. Why are you offering that so quick? But if she shows up and she says, I'm married, and this guy's like, no, I got nothing to do with you. And he's sticking to his guns. He's got nothing. We don't know they're married. There's no witnesses they've lived together. We don't know. Garnished. Nothing, nothing going on. And then we say to him, listen, okay, there's no reason for us to think you're married. Please just do her a favor. Give her a get so she can marry somebody else. So then Rav will agree. We'll request. Let him be a nice guy. Give a get. And there's no obligation of ksuba. In Marnami, we learned the Bible similarly. Um, we ask him and we force him. Says the Gemara Tarti, these two things are contradictory. You can't ask and force. What we just explained. First we ask. If he agrees to give a get before we even ask. If he's offering it, then we even force a payment, a ksuba payment from him. Okay, very logical again, because we don't want men to start utilizing this scenario as a loophole to get out of ksuba. Okay. Rabbi Yudah says, "I'm a kaddish beidach if you marry a woman with a single witness, It is not a valid marriage at all. Three people are out in a forest: a man, a woman, and another man." One of the men decides he wants to marry her. He says, hey, dude, you be the witness. Puts a ring on her finger. Says Rav Yehuda, you are not married. Bomenei Rav Yehuda, that's a question searching for information from Rav Yehuda. Mai. What happens if the single witness shows up to Bezdin and says, I saw them married. And now the man and woman show up and say, yeah, we actually got married. If they agree that they're married. Okay. What is the halacha? Now, you might say, who cares? You might say, who cares? Yeah, let them just do it again. Like, what's the big deal? So, obviously, over here, we're dealing with a get and ksuba. They agree that they got married. The question over here is, is he obligated to give her a, uh, um, is he obligated to give her a get? Or could she marry somebody else without a get? Because they only had a single witness. Says the Gemara, in veloi, ein veloi verafia biyade. Rav Yehuda never gave a straight answer. Ein, no. I'm sorry, in, yes. Veloi and no. Verafia biyade, and he was wishy washy about what to do. So again, Rav Yehuda says, we don't trust single witness. And when they asked them, what about if they admit? Sometimes he would say yes, sometimes say no. Not so clear. Okay. It mar we learned. So now we have a straight up sack, which is, it is not a marriage. If this woman says, I married with an Eid I married with an Eid 
And the man says, yeah, we're married. She does not need to get to marry somebody else. You weren't married. They weren't married. No, they're not married. Even he though, could just wave goodbye. Even, Bye. Even though they might have been living together. Yeah. Yeah. So just partners. Whatever. Whatever it was, you weren't married. You need two witnesses to be married, says Rav Nachman Amar Shmuel. I was talking to, to uh, a chassan yesterday. I talked to a chassan yesterday. I'm going through different parts of the uh, of the marriage. I think I said part of the, some of the conversation was in yesterday's stuff. But uh, one of the things that came up were the, uh, were the um, kibudim, were the honors. I said, I just want you to know something. There, is a, there are tears to kibudim at a chasna. Right? You have Masada Kedushin, you have Kriyas Ksuba, you have Bracha Chrita, you have the other. I just want to tell you something. You could get married in your backyard, you, your kala. You know who you need? Two kosher witnesses. Just make sure they're good people. The Adam are more important than your Masada Kedushin, more important than your parents, they're more important than every last person at the wedding besides for the Chasin and Kala. A bride and groom and two witnesses. Honestly, that's <laughs> the the most important kibudim you could give is to call somebody up as an aid kedushin. <laughs> that's it. That, that's what you need. Yeah? Says Rav Nachman Amarshmul, a single witness is not good. You need two witnesses, otherwise you are not married. That's the start all and the end all, according to Rav Nachman Amarshmul. Ace of Rav Nachman, so I've asked a challenging question on Rav Nachman. At the side bar, if I remember years ago, when you had when it, when you had eighty kedushin, so the Adam would walk the couple to the room to the yichud room to the yichud room. Mm-hmm. I don't think they do that now. Do some pl- uh, some do. It depends. You don't need the same Adam for kedushin and edei yichud. They could be two different people. They could be different Adam. You could have two Adam on the Kenyan, on the Erison, and then other Adam on the uh, on the yichud. You could. Um, I actually try to have it be the same, if ideally, but there's no problem otherwise. You could have, I've I've been misadder at weddings and they the kedushin vanished on me like they forgot to show up to the yichud room. So I just set up two other people. You're a lady, you're a lady, not a lady. You stand there for five minutes, all right? Five minutes. You make sure nobody walks in, nobody walks out. You're good. Knock on the door after five minutes and leave. That's it. Finished. Um, but uh, so, yeah, sometimes we'll keep the same item, sometimes not. Okay. Man says to the woman, I married you. And she says, Nope. Like no, you didn't. Who was He's forbidden to her relatives. She is mutter to his relatives. If we're dealing with witnesses, why is there witnesses? Why why is she mutter? Strong question. Yeah, there's something that we were all thinking about when we learned the Mishnah. She one of them says we're married. Let's say he says we're married. She says, nah. Here's the question. Where's the witnesses? If there's witnesses, they're married. We don't care about her. Nuh-uh. There's witnesses. And if there's no witnesses, we don't care if he claims I married you. There ain't no witnesses. There's the Gemara obviously answers. Says the Gemara. Not, not, not yet the obvious answer. Maybe we're dealing with a single witness. And even by a single witness, we see from over here that will trust the man and give him an isser in marriage. The man says, I married you. Let's say it's with a single witness. The fact that he's usser is a proof 
that you could have a marriage technically with one aid as long as the couple admits. That would be a question on Rav Nachman. Right? The case obviously is where, huh? There's no witnesses around. They're not here. So he says, I married you with a kosher marriage. And she says, no, you didn't. And he says, I have witnesses. And she says, show me. He says, oh, my old buddies from yeshiva, I don't know where they are. All right, so then we got to say, listen, you claim you're married, fine. We'll, we'll believe that you're married. But she's not stuck with you because you claim you have some old buddies that are no longer... Uh, you know, that are no longer living in the area. Okay. Eisvei. That's another challenging question. Hamagarishas ishtai v'lona imai b'pundiki. Beishami arm e'en etzirichim ene gatsheni, b'sil arm etzirichim ene gatsheni. Fascinating machlegas team Beishami and Beishil. Which is, you have a couple, that's, we know they're divorced. He gave her a get. After their divorce, they go on vacation together. And they're staying, they're living together in a hotel. Says Beishamai, Beishamai says, we don't assume that they had Bia L'Shem Kedusha. Beishol says, yes we do. There's an automatic uh, assumption that they had relations and the relations they had was for remarriage. Hey what's the case? If there's witnesses, my time at the Beishamai. What's the reason for Beishamai that who says you don't need to get? Of course you need to get. You see the, the, the exes going together into a room and having relations. They see it. Of course, it's going to be a, a, a new marriage. There's no witnesses. My time at the Beishil. Why would Beishil say that you need another get? There's no marriage without witnesses. Even if it's a remarriage, not, there's no witness. It must be there's a single witness. And you see even by a single witness... You could have, as long as the husband and wife, let's say, admit that they're remarried, it could be valid. And that's a question on Rav Nachman. Says Gemara, no, 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 no. These are all assumptions. I'll tell you why you're wrong. According to your reasoning, Amos Seif, look at the end of the Mishnah, which says, everybody agrees. Let's say you have a couple that never lived together in the first place. Never had relations. So they're not comfortable intimately. So they had Arison, and then they got divorced. They never built a rapport uh, physically, okay? And then they go and they move into a hotel together after that get. Everyone's going to agree, that we don't assume any, any, uh, any relations that they had was for the purpose of, of remarriage. Because they don't have that, that uh, physical comfort with each other. Okay. Now. What does that mean? That we're not going to assume that even if they had relations, those relations were going to be, they're so comfortable with each other. Physically, that's going to be L'Shem Kedushin. Yeah. So Basil would agree, you don't need a new get. If, if you're originally divorced from Arison and now you go to a hotel together on vacation, he's going to say, I agree, you don't need a new get. We're going to tell me that we have a single witness who sees them going together What's the difference between Erison and Nasun? Either way, all you had is a single witness who sees them have relations. And therefore, Basil should say, you need to get Shani, even if she's divorced from Erison. Right? In other words, like this. Yeah, if we're dealing with an Eid Achad, what is the Eid Achad saying? What's he telling us? 
I saw this couple divorced from Arison have relations l'shem kedushin. <clears throat> That's what he has to know. That he gets to see them have relations. How does he know? They tell him we're having relations l'shem kedushin. That's the only way that you're going to be married with the new relations. See if you're dealing with if you're dealing with an eid echad. So what's the difference if they and they tell him it's l'shem kedushin? What's the difference if she's Arison or Nazuin? It shouldn't matter. Basic question. Okay, so Beis Hillel still says you don't need another divorce. Ella, rather, What when it's Arison. So what are we dealing with over here? Here we go. Let's, we're, again, we're, we're going through all this to unwrap and figure out what exactly is the case. Here's what happened. There's no witnesses on the actual intercourse. There's witnesses on the Yichud. This ex-couple, this former couple, now has Yichud. But there's no there's no Adam on the Bia. So Beishamai Savri, Beishamai says, Loi Amrinon, we don't say top of the bays, Hain Hain Edi Yichud, Hain Hain Edi We don't say that just because we have witnesses who see them in Yichud, those witnesses could also function as Edi Bia. Beishamai says, Amrinon, Hain Hain Edi Yichud, Hain Hain Edi Bia. Beishamai says, no. When you see them going into a room with Yichud, and spending time together, even if you don't see them actually having relations, you can testify that they had relations. That's Basil. Beishamai says you can't. Basil says you could. Meaning, I see them have yichud. That means I see them have bia. Comes along Basil and says she's going to need another get. She'll need another get. Umaydim vaday ben esgarshem and But Basil's going to say. That let's say they have seclusion together. Let's say they have yichud together. But they were only divorced from Arison. Says like this. If you were already, if you already always lived together and had relations and lived together completely as a husband and wife, and then you get divorced, then you go into a room, L'Shem Kedushin, Basil says, listen, you're married. But if you're divorced from Arison and now you go into a room, we don't assume automatically that they're having relations with Kedushin, says Basil. Why not? Because again, they're not comfortable physically with each other. And and uh, and therefore Basil will agree. She doesn't need to get Shani. She doesn't need she'll agree to Bishama. You don't need to second get from her from the husband. Okay. Omar of Yitzchok. Bar Shmuel, Bar Marta, Mishmei, the Rav. Yitzchak Bar Shmuel, Bar Marta, says in the name of Rav. HaMekadosh Be'erach, HaSami marries one more to Eirachot, in Chayshin Kedushov, it's not a marriage. Even the husband and wife both admit and say, oh, we got married. Yeah? It doesn't matter. Omar, Rabbi Baravuna, Rabbi Baravuna says, HaMekadosh Be'erachot, somebody marries one more, somebody gets married with, this, with one witness. Be'y Dina Rabbi Amri, the big Bezdin would say, in Chayshin Kedushov, it's not a valid marriage. Man Beidina Rabba, what is this big Bezdin? Rav. The big Bezdin was the Bezdin of Rav. Vigadamri, and some say it wasn't Rav. Vigadamri, some say Amar Rabba Baravuna, Amar Rav, Amakadesh Beid Echad. When it marries with Eid Echad, Beidina Rabba Amri, in Chesh of the Kedushan, Ma Beidina Rabba, it is Rebbe. It's the Bezdin of Rebbe. Okay. Now, what's the difference between Rav and Rebbe? Rebbe was the time of the Tanoim, and Rav would be an earlier Amiradika Bezdin. Okay. Bottom line is, we see another opinion that Mekadesh be'ed echad, you marry with a single witness, it's not a kedush. 
Moshev Rav Achad Voi Bar Ami Rav Achad Voi Bar Ami asked a challenging question. Two people come from Medina Sayyam, Isha Imam, there's one woman, two men, one woman, Vichavili Imam, and a suitcase. Zaimer, Za Ishti, Vza Abdi, Vzuchabilasi. Gewalt. Two men, one woman, one suitcase. Two, two men. Two men, one, one woman, and one suitcase come off a boat. Okay? One guy says. You see this guy? He's my Ebed. She's my wife. And this is my suitcase. Ich bin der Balabas. I'm, I'm the big kahuna here. The Zeimer, another guy says, uh, listen, sweetie, no. You are my servant. That's my wife and my suitcase. The Ishoimeris, and the woman says, what are you guys talking about? The two of you are my servants. V'chavila Shali and is my suitcase. Now, we don't know what to do. Everybody's claiming. I, I know that someone, you, you open the suitcase. Huh? You open, open the suitcase. Open the suitcase. Very good. Very good. Very good. And the Misa, there's a Misa, they brought down with different, different Rebbes. There's uh, one of the, uh, it was a big Rebbe that was going into town, see the Shereba, was coming to town, and on the way, the wagon driver, who wasn't into Rebbe's, wasn't the Hasidim, so the famous Misa, he goes, he's talking to Rebbe, he says, eh, they make a big deal out of you, they give you all the cover, eh, you can do the same thing, just put on fancy robes, yeah, throw some apples and kugel out at people, make a little tish, and show them all you saw, what's like, well, I'm gonna need all this, it's, it's Mishigas, all these Rebbe, Rebbe stuff, the rabbi's like listening to them. I'm fine. He's like, I could, do, I could do the same thing. So rabbi says, listen, I'll make a deal. I'll make a deal. You want to be a rebel? I'll switch to you. I'll drive the wagon. You switch. They'll give you all the honor. What's the wagon driver's mom is pumped. Yeah, he's perfect. See, the rebbe takes off his clothing and he, the, the wagon driver wears the rebbe's clothing and his shtrimla. The rebbe puts on the wagon driver. They come into town and all the people come out. They start giving all the honor to the wagon driver. And he's like, yeah, 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 fine. So they, they walk him into shul. And they tell him there's a big problem. A, they, they give a, it to the... To the they give and cover to the wagon driver who's dressed up like the rebel. Yeah, okay. Yes, they come to shul. The whole townspeople come to shul. And, uh, and they, have a, they have a big dilemma going on in town. And they need a, they need a psak halacha. They need a ruling. So they explain all the sides. And, and the wagon driver dressed up like the rebel is listening. He's sitting. He has no clue what to do. He's stuck. He has no, he has no clue. So he's listening. He says, you know something? He says, ah. This is the Shiloh you've been saving for me? Eh, it's such a simple question. You can even ask my wagon driver. Yeah? <laughs> so the, the wagon driver now, now knows the answers. Yeah? So these two guys are getting off the boat. He says, Ich bin der Rebbe. The guy says, I'm the Rebbe. She says, listen, you guys get out of here. Ich bin der Rebbe. <laughs> you know, I'm the Rebbe. You guys, you guys go. Okay. So you're saying, what? look in the suitcase. So you, you could say, uh, I get there are a lot of questions you can ask. What's the case? If there's witnesses... Telling me who the who the boss is, and everybody's going to show up with witnesses uh, proving themselves. How could she say these are both mine and this is my suitcase? It's not possible. There's already witnesses who are here uh, who are here telling us otherwise. Alive, rather the case must be We're dealing with a single witness who's coming to back up the the claims. Okay, so you see that. Um, 
uh, from the fact that Tyra says, for the fact that the Brisa says that if she says they're both my servants and they're saying, oh, this is my wife, she's going to need to get from both. You see that even a marriage with an Eidechad is going to be, uh, is, it w- would require a get. Says more of a tizbra. That's not logical. See, we never believe an eidechad when there's another single witness going against him. That's for sure. So if one guy says, "I have a single witness that I married her," says, "I have a single witness," then they're going to knock each other off. That's not going to obligate her to get from both. Everybody says like this. You know, in the case that we gave, this woman could walk away. She doesn't really need a divorce. But what we're saying is like this. If she wants to collect a ksuba from the suitcase, because each one's going to say, I don't have a ksuba. She says, well, you say that's your suitcase. You say that's your suitcase. So either way, I should be able to collect a ksuba. If she wants to do that, then she's going to need to, uh, to get, be able to pull a get from both of them. Right? And there's a and Ramirez of the opinion that movable objects are mashubat, have a lien. The, the ksuba puts a lien even on movable objects. Therefore, she'll be able to claim it from the, uh, from the sukis. Okay, fine. Bottom line is, we don't know for sure what the halacha would be by a single witness. We don't know. Says the Gemara, my havalah, what's the psak halacha? Rav Kahan, Amr Rav Kahan says, in chayshin kedusha, if you're not married, Rav Papa, Amr Chayshin kedusha, if you are married. Amr Rav Ashley, Rav Kahan, Rav says, Rav Kahan, my daitech. What is your logic for saying that when you have a single witness about a marriage that it's not valid? Why are you saying that, uh, that uh, it do- doesn't work at all? De, uh, what's your svara? De laughed because you learned out dover dover mi mamen, shava from the word dover, matter, matter from monetary halachos, which is, by monetary matters, if somebody shows up to Bezin and says, listen, I owe $1,000. We say somebody admitting they own money is like a 1,000 witnesses. Okay? So too, we'll say that if a single witness shows up and says, this couple got married in front of me, shouldn't their admitting to be married be like a 1,000 witnesses and make it a valid marriage. And let's even say it like this. Even if you don't have any witnesses. Even if you don't have a single witness. She says I'm married. He says I'm married. Okay. Don't we do that every day? Give a get. Huh? Don't we do don't that, we do every, that day? every day? A couple shows up into town. Right. Ten years later they want to get divorced. You're going to obligate a get. Right? You don't know who the witnesses are. You don't uh, start to... Uh, <coughs> no. Do you only believe if he's obligating himself, not if you're obligating somebody else. Over here, um, you're obligating... Uh, you're, over here, you're obligating somebody else. And therefore, we need... Uh, says Rav Khan, we're going to need uh, two witnesses. Okay? Because... You're admitting to being married is always going to cause an issue for her. What's an issue for her? She's not going to need to get, and she's going to, and, and if she says I'm married, he's going to be obligated to pay out a ksuba. And since it's always working to disadvantage not only yourself, to somebody else, we can't give your words complete, uh, complete cr- uh, credibility. Okay. Marzutra Rav Ada Saba. Marzutra and Rav Ada Saba. Um, Bnei de Rav Mari Bar Iser. They were the sons of Rav Mari and the grandsons of Iser. 
they divided their father passed away and they divided their father's estate also commander of ashi they came from ashi amalei al pishnayim edim amar achmana the boy lebahadur lemotzi hadri luhu vanan loy hadri oydom loy mekayim melsa ale besadi okay the question is like this do we need witnesses on the division of the uh, estate or not is the whole purpose of having witnesses to ensure nobody backs out of their side of the deal and we're both fine with it okay or is it that no you, in order for anything to be effective you need witnesses that was their shayla no you only need witnesses to make sure people don't turn into liars and if you guys want to trust each other and and take that route gesunte hate you're welcome uh, you're welcome to do so okay amar abaye says amar if let's say a single witness says we believe him. So one guy says, you ate Trafe. Somebody walks over to me. You ate Trafe. I'm quiet. I don't know. I thought it was kosher. I don't know. Says the Gemara, Neman. We're going to believe the, the single witness to say that it, uh, that it wasn't kosher. Okay. You believe The single witness. Say it wasn't kosher. It was not kosher. Yeah. Now, so what? I would have to bring karbakatas. I, by mistake, ate not kosher. The tonatuna. We believe the echad. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I mean, this shift from marriage to here is a rule of eid echad namam Right? We trust the eid echad. One person's trusted either way when it comes to forbidden matters, which is why anybody who's married can eat in their own house. Maybe, maybe your wife's cooking treif. She's eidachad naman. You, you trust her. Right? She tells something it's kosher, it's kosher. She it's not kosher, it's not kosher. Okay? So somebody said, you ate not kosher. We trust them. But tonatuna. Amr lai eidachad achalta chilev. If an eidachad says, you ate non-kosher fats. But he says, instead of being quiet, he says, no, I didn't. Potter. And you don't need to bring a karmachatas. I know it was kosher. Some folks tell me, you just ate treif. No, I didn't. Because I know I had to have Sharnit. I have a, I don't know, who are you to tell me it wasn't kosher? Because the label said it was kosher? Yeah, I know I bought it from a kosher store. You bought it from a kosher store. Yeah. He's telling me that he recognizes that it came from the Trafa store. I'm like, I'm confident that it was, it was kosher. Yeah? So time is like the reason why I don't need to bring a karmachatas because I know that I didn't sin. What if you ha let's say I didn't know. What if you went to the St. Charles? Uh, I heard about this. We'll talk soon. Ha ishtik, ha ishtik. I need more of, I need information about this. I have no idea. Ha ishtik If he's quiet, then he's going to be trusted. One more case. Here we go. Avram Rabbi says, "Amalei eid echad nitmu taraisech." When eid echad says, "You have food that's tahar," and it became tamei v'Allah shaisik, and he's quiet. Neman. So we say, "Okay, it's tamei. He's quiet. Doesn't fight back." But tanatuna. Which means time of The reason why you're put is because you know for sure that it didn't become tummy. Let's say you're quiet and you have nothing to respond, then Mehaman, you are going to be trusted. That's another halacha of Abai. We have a, uh, another halacha coming up with Abai. We'll hold it here for this evening. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. We'll pick up from here tomorrow night, hopefully from Yerushalayim, Erech Kodesh,